Welcome to Women Waken, a holistic guide to wellness and abundant self-love, where we navigate healing, relationships, developing self-confidence and unconditional self-love and acceptance for an abundant life. I'm your host, Whitney Walker. I'm a licensed mental health therapist and specialize in substance abuse, addiction, eating disorders, trauma, and spirituality. On this episode of the show, we're speaking with the delightful Carrie Hart. That's where the inner peace resides. It's all in this moment. The past is all full of regret and blame and guilt and all of those things that our families were trained. Even our phrase, women's intuition, tells us that, that women have always been recognized as people who had access to that power. Just imagine the transformation in our society if we switched off of admiring aggressive behavior and all of a sudden honor the light that glows within each person. Carrie is an author and spiritual explorer who helps people to walk the path of their destiny by truly connecting with their intuition, learning to trust themselves and find the inner light within to develop that beautiful confidence and knowing that they are infinitely worthy of love and of acceptance and joy in this life. Carrie gives us some wonderful guidance, including a quiet the mind exercise to help us connect with our higher guidance, and then offers us further steps on how to receive guidance and understand what we can do with it to allow for our own inner abilities and gifts to come through specifically of the feminine. And Carrie leaves us with some further information around what it means to really honor and celebrate who we are, to find that spark and start having some fun in life exactly as we are. So take a listen and I hope you enjoy. Hello, Carrie. Welcome to the Women Waken podcast. Hello. I'm delighted to be here. I'm delighted to have you. And I'm very excited about this conversation we're about to have. Yes. Carrie, you are a author and you're also a spiritual explorer. So you have really had yes. a fascinating experience of connecting with the cosmos. And you've got some information for us about what's out there. And there's a lot. Yes. <laughs> well, what's out there is something actually we are connecting with all the time. We have the ability at any time to go deep into our inner peace and then lift up into a zone that I call Atakwe. It's a word that came to me. Quay is that zone of intuition and serendipity and coincidence. It's also where you go if you go out in the forest alone or gaze out over the ocean and see the sunset, and you're just lifted into that place. And it just turns out that in that when you allow yourself to go into that zone, you have access to 
what is likely to happen. You have access to your own path that is lying out there before you. And you have, very importantly, access to all the help and love you could ever need. That's all right there. Mm. I just pictured like a giant candy store of <laughs> cosmic goodies that are going to make you real happy and feel good, something delicious. Right. Well, we are loved. We are. We are deeply loved children of the universe. And it's so strange that we spend so much time. And I know you focus on women and I do too. They're the ones who come to me. <laughs> and that it's so crazy that especially women, all people, but especially women spend so much time and energy thinking that they're less. It's absolutely crazy. When in fact, we are enormously powerful, enormously powerful, and we're deeply loved. This idea that any of us are not enough is, is wrong. We're loved and we have power, power to access the help that's within us, power to understand the right path and the next step that we should take in life. It's all there. Terry, why do you think it is that we believe these things about ourselves that we're not enough, that we're not powerful? Yeah. I think it's because we're raised in our society to look outside for answers and validation, right? We're raised, our society tells us that over and over again, look outside, look outside. You're important if you have money. You're important if you if you're beautiful, you're important if you're young, all these things, look outside. And it's not true. The answer, it's really simple. The answer is looking inside and, and learning to come deeply inside and find that inside you, in this moment, so that's the other thing, we're taught in our society to th focus on the past or on the future. And we forget completely about this moment. And that's where the inner peace resides. It's all in this moment. The past is all full of regret and blame and guilt and all of those things that, that our families were trained, right? We're trained as little kids to, to do this for reward. Avoid that to avoid punishment. We're just like any other animal, a domesticated animal. We've been trained. And so much of that then has us blaming ourselves and second-guessing ourselves for those wonderful choices that we're capable of making because we look outside and say, maybe I'm not supposed to do that. Maybe she won't like that. Maybe he won't like that. And it's just simply training. You and I also had a conversation about this. It's training in our society to keep those in power in power. Yes. Yes. And right. Carrie, when you were describing your experiences with Adeque, is that yes. Uh -huh. and the feeling that you get, and when you were saying how powerful women are, it reminds me that women have a very important energy and aspect that we are meant to bring to our planet, to our society, to our species. 
Yet we have been essentially denied the importance of who and what we are. At this point in time, Mm -hmm. I personally believe there was a point a long time ago where women knew what they were and brought these abilities and gifts to the world, but that they were just as you just spoke to, slowly but surely extinguished because they realized how powerful women were and they wanted to shift that power away and to others. Yeah, I think you're right. And I wasn't even that slow or subtle. If you think about the witch trials, if you think about gypsies who focused on on just the ability and on intuitive abilities, right? And the so-called witches, I think, were women who understood healing. And I mean, women have been quite systematically reduced in stature in our society, and not just our society, across the globe. And yes, there have been a few. (laughs) My understanding is that the societies that honored women more than we do, my understanding, for instance, is that the, the Northern American, Native American societies were much more honoring of women, and women had leadership positions. And we're in struggling against a lot of rules and a lot of things that we were raised to believe in order to just find ourselves. And you know what's so funny is that these talents and skills, the skills to access our intuition, to come into the present moment, these things that women have natural gifts for, very strong natural gifts, Like even our phrase, women's intuition, tells us that, that women have always been recognized as people who had access to that power. And and yet our culture has, our culture has trained all children, men and women, to not believe in their natural intuitive gifts, not believe in their power. And that's what we're trained to do, trained to follow rules that are not in our best interests, but in the interests of those that would like our money (laughs) and that want the power. It's pretty amazing. But we have such gifts, such amazing gifts. Another thing is to them, our culture, our culture is very, now here I'm talking about the Western culture, very aggressive right? It's very masculine, aggressive. It's all built on testosterone. (laughs) And that's what our culture admires. And sometimes women get into positions of power and they have to play a game where they have to act like men in order to do that, which is not I'm hoping that those women are also accessing some of their inner (laughs) inner truth as well. I don't know. But our society is like that. It's so aggressive and masculine and outward facing. And the the what will save us as a as a species and what will save us as a culture is to be quite the opposite. It's to be inner focused using your intuition, glowing with the the core light that you have inside your own individual truth, and then coming out into the world as a softer, gentler person. Mm -hmm. And 
I mean, this this is what the world needs. And we women, hey, that's who we are. Yeah. Like, who's here for the job? We are. We can do it. But nobody's asking because they know what that would mean. That would mean that people take their power back and yes. they're not as dependent on things outside of themselves. When they start That's to right. find the power of intuition, of unconditional love, of these things that make us very rooted and grounded and self-sufficient in ourselves. Just imagine the transformation in our society if we switched off of admiring aggressive behavior and all of a sudden honor the light that glows within each person, the skills they have, the talents they have, the truth, the inner truth that each person has inside their own heart. Because what I've found is when you do that, and of course, one of the main ways you do that is through the practice of meditation is is a path in, right? Mm -hmm. But when you do that, when you begin to go deeply inside and access your own truth and then have the courage to act on your own truth and go out into the world with that truth, it always steers you right. It always does. Yeah. Whereas when you go out with an aggressive stance, like, I want this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to make this happen, you often just cause more trouble for yourself and everybody else. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and when you speak of these attributes that women can bring, I think of the idea that the feminine energy is that which honors life. And to yeah. me, the masculine, when it's at its divine state, is that which serves life and how beautiful those two work together. Yet when you, that which is meant to serve life more becomes like a slave driver of life where it's like you said, that aggressiveness of more, more, more. Yeah. Because the masculine is doing, it is the outgrowth of life, which can be beautiful, but not when you say either it's you keep producing and make results and are innovative and powerful or you're nothing. Then it thinks that that's its livelihood. To me, the feminine knows that life in and of itself is complete. There's nothing you have to yeah. do. That's right. And this moment, this very moment is in and of itself complete and beautiful and wonderful and everything you could ever want. It's fine. It's doing great. <laughs> so the thing that's so interesting, too, about our society is we're taught that happiness is something you get when you have certain things. You'll be happy when. You'll be happy when you have a, a husband, when you have a house, when you have money, when you have a car, when you have, when you have. You can then, and so it's all this, some point out in the future is your happiness when exactly the opposite is true. What's true is that happiness is now or not at all. That's it. I have a choice right now to choose happiness because here I am. Why not be happy? I have a roof over my head. I'm talking to you. It's lovely. And I can choose to be happy right now. I don't have to wait until I have more. Yeah. I don't have to wait until I change and I am more either. Just as I am just as my life is, just as everything is, I can choose to be happy. And 
to even just looking at that helps free you up from some of this drive of our society for more, more, more. Uh, well, even if you look at the the corporate structure, I was a I was in the corporate world for mm, over forty years <laughs> in the computers. I was a computer programmer and then a, an executive. And the drive, the whole structure of our the capitalist corporate world is not just, oh, we're going to continue to do well. It's that you have to do more. You have to drive to increase. It's always an increase. You have to do 25% more than you did last year. And it's crazy making. <laughs> it's a reflection of our whole society is that way, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because again, back to the the feminine, it's not honoring what is. Just as you said, everything as it, as it is, is perfect. But that yeah. mentality is that the way it is, not good. We're going to sink if we don't keep going like a shark. Just you got to keep moving, moving up, up, always more and more and more. Not sustainable, but also not based in truth. Right. Not true at all. And if you've been on that treadmill, you well, of course, we all have because we're in the society. We know it's not true. <laughs> we know it doesn't make us happy, but we aren't sure what will. What will make us happy? And and then it turns out it's just right inside us. What makes us happy is to go quiet, to go peaceful, to go inside and notice that you have a a heart a heart full of love that wants expression and you have eyes for beauty that want to soak in the beauty that's all around us. Mm -hmm. You have ears that want to listen to beautiful music. I mean, it's all here. It's everything we need is here. And if you practice, I know that, that, some people have difficulty with meditation. I understand completely because our minds are very busy. They're very, very busy. But I'd like to show you if we could take two minutes, a something I picked up along the line of my 25 years <laughs> of a spiritual exploration. And that is a very simple, you can do it in two minutes. In fact, we're going to, way to quiet your mind. It's kind of a Zen thing, but it's very fun. So what you're going to do is you're going to raise up, just bend your arm at the elbow so that your hand is not touching anything. That's the main thing. Your hand not touching anything. Then you close your eyes and you say to yourself, how can I know that my hand exists? And notice that your mind has no way to answer that except by sending energy to your hand. So for one beautiful moment, your mind is a little bit confounded and doesn't talk. It's quiet for one second. And you can keep asking that if you like. How can I know that my hand exists? And if your mind starts chattering again, you silently can just ask yourself again, how can I know that my hand exists? If you want, you can raise the other hand as well. How can I know that my hand exists? So did you find a moment of silence? 
and then and we can just come back from that. Beautiful. Did you like that? I love that. Isn't that, that nice? It's so simple. It's like our minds are our minds are crazy making sometimes. And one of the main things that I always tell people is don't think that what your mind says is true. It isn't. Because that's where that conversation comes from. Your that thing that says I'm not enough. Oh, I didn't. Oh, I made a mistake. Oh, no, I shouldn't have done that. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. All that is conditioning. It's just conditioning from you were taught that from the minute that your parents wanted to control you, and then your teachers wanted to control you, and then your peers wanted to, and then the people you worked with and worked for wanted to control you. And they all taught you to think less of yourself so that you would pay attention to them. And on television, oh my goodness, they tell you constantly that you're not enough. You're not beautiful enough. You're not young enough. You're not slender enough. You need to buy what they're selling you <laughs> in order to be enough. And your mind has that conditioning all the time. Now, if you do that simple little thing, and for one second, you had silence. Your mind didn't know what to say. <laughs> and if you can extend that moment, that's your goal in meditation, just extend that moment. And if the easiest way for you to meditate is to sit there with your eyes closed with one hand up, then so do it. And you want to extend the silence because what happens when you're in that silence, did you, you feel how your whole body is just so happy that you gave it a moment? <laughs> Isn't that something? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's beautiful, Carrie. Thank you so much for sharing that because it is so simple, yet something that simple can be very powerful. That's right. Because I, what I feel is what you're offering is that we also are at a time as a species that we believe that everything should be figured out through the mind. And I believe these, there are yes. things that cannot be figured out through the mind, but it can only be felt because to your point earlier, inside is where the true treasures and the truth itself exist. That's right. right. So, so our brain, like you said, asking, Hey, what's up with my hand? It's going to say, I don't know how to, I, I don't know. To you. I can't tell you why it exists. But you can feel it. When you had me do that exercise, yeah. I could feel the, like these, the energy in my hand. Yeah. Isn't that, that fascinating? Yeah, oh. It's beautiful. So thank you. Thank you so it, much for And that. that transfer of energy, because I can feel it like just leave and go flow into my hand. Yes. And then your mind for one blessed second doesn't know what to say. Oh, thank goodness. It's got nothing. <laughs> Wouldn't that be beautiful if, we, if women got the opportunity? to share something like that and that we would just be heard and someone would actually acknowledge, okay, there is some, and not that it's just women who see these things. More and more people are coming aware that we have become a very external society, completely fixated on the external. And, yeah. and just to, as you were speaking to earlier, when we get caught up in how I'm supposed to look and what can I do, do, do to be more it's because they, it feels tangible with your hands, with your physical self. It feels like, well, I can go out and I can work out or eat the right foods or not eat food and do things tangibly. But when we just trust that it's all within, that feels more nebulous. And we think, well, what's that about? That's not going to actually give me results. I don't, that's, we want, we're, we want the external, we want the tangible things to, to be impressive. 
So what you have, what you're saying is absolutely true. And what we have when we learn to access Adequa, the first step is quieting your mind. Quieting your mind so that you can hear the whisper. I would like to call it the whispers of the angels. So the thing that's that's difficult is we've been trained to be afraid, right? We're afraid of punishment. We're afraid of we're afraid of losing. We're afraid and afraid of not being enough. We've been trained to that. And our voice of fear is very loud. Sometimes the voice of fear is just deafening. And and we can't find a way out of that because of the noise of fear. But when you learn to quiet your mind, and what that was that was the beginning of it. Now you can learn, now you can recognize what a quiet mind is like. Now I can spend a little bit of time and you can even figure out what you want to visualize if you want to see that moment of quiet as a little space that you can widen like that. Now I know Deepak Chopra always calls that space the gap between your thoughts. And what he teaches is that meditation, you're trying to move into the gap between your thoughts. And that's exactly what that exercise did. It gave you a gap. And the once you do that, that's the start, is quieting your voice of fear and conditioning enough so that you can access your truth. Now, once you've got a little bit of a window and you're learning to get that, then you lift up and you can ask a question. You can ask my favorite, ask an open-ended question is always best, not yes, no, because yes, no implies you know the answer, right? Should I do this or this? When the best thing to do is probably something else <laughs> that you haven't thought of. And so you can ask a question and Open-ended question, like, how shall I approach this meeting is a great thing. How shall I approach? So let's suppose I have an interview coming up that's very important to me. And I've been practicing quieting my mind. And I've been practicing going into a clear space and quieting fear and trusting my own self. And I have a pencil and paper nearby is what works well for me. And I say, how shall I approach this interview? Then when you practice this, after a while you begin to see something flows right into your mind. It pops in right away. But you have to capture it just as it is because sometimes it doesn't make sense at first. And But you write it down. You capture it. And you know how I began all my all my adventures was a practice of going every morning and asking for a word for the day. And I would write down the word. First, you have to relax, quiet your mind, and breathe. Of course, you have to breathe. I forgot about the breathing. It's very important. Breathe into relaxation. Quiet your mind to use your hand if you like. Get to that place and then ask, what is my word for the day? And you write down the very first word that pops in your mind. And this starts to build up your trust that there's something there for you. Because what you'll find is at some point throughout the day, that word will come in handy. It, it'll either, you'll, let's, yeah, it might be, maybe it's like, speak up. 
something like that. And you say, why? What What a strange thing. And then you find yourself in some meeting at work and and you have an idea, but you're afraid to do it. And you remember that that morning, your, what you received was speak up. And so you do and good things happen. So it's a place to start, to start with quiet the mind, ah, breathe, uh, ask for a word for the day. And then from there, you begin to clue in. And then you find yourself before an interview being able to say, how shall I, how shall I approach this? How shall I approach this? So I asked before our conversation, how shall I approach my interview with Whitney? And what I got was just relax and be yourself. <laughs> Perfect. Beautiful. Yeah. That's what I got. And you might, and it's different. Obviously, it'll be different in different circumstances. Someone else, it might be be professional or it might be, you never know what people want, <laughs> what people want from you. That's so lovely. Thank you, Carrie. And when I think about people being able to get into that state, to be able to connect, whether it's there's concepts of your wise mind or connecting with your spiritual guides, when, when we're able to find that, I think it's important and impactful because it makes us recognize that we are not alone. I think that's yeah. also a big problem on our planet is we feel so alone because we been told that if you feel connected to everything, if you're feeling things, if you're feeling things bigger and beyond you, it's not true. And we're all every man for themselves and everything is physical. And that's very lonely because again, it's not based in truth. Um, and it strips us of connecting with the greatest source of all, which is life itself. Yes. Yes. Oh, I couldn't agree more. There is so much there for us. It's it's just really amazing. Now, I talked to you about my book. One of the things I talk about in my book is I had a one day when I was going down to the garden asking for my words for the day, asking for messages and things. And I what happened was I sat down on my garden bench and I saw a vision. And the I mean in my mind's eye. And the vision was of the universe in layers. So up at the very top was a layer I would call the great all, the oneness, the place where there is no differentiation, where we're all one. And then, or source, some would say God. And then the layer under that was also a bright gold, like that top layer was a bright gold. The layer underneath that top layer did have differentiation, like glowing lights that were what we would call our soul or our eternal self, as slightly differentiated from the great oneness. Then, uh, then was the area, which I'm going to come back to in a second, <laughs> which is where I've been talking about is lifting into. And down at the bottom was our physical life here on earth. And we were in, it was shadow, in shadow. We're creatures wandering through the shadow. But each of us in that shadow had a golden cord 
leading up to that soul self, to that eternal self, that higher self. And we, and the people, they're like, there was, in what I saw, there was a woman who was meditating and she had a very open, wide channel. She was receiving all kinds of loving, beautiful energy blowing in and lighting her up because she was connected to her own higher self. And then there were people that were in this fog of fear and being lost who had their cords were twisted and they just weren't receiving enough of the energy down. So that middle section is what I saw and what I continue to see is there are, when we talk about spirit guides or angels or power animals, it's all the same thing to my mind, mm -hmm. is there is energy. There are beings of energy who are focusing on helping us get an open cord mm -hmm. so that we can receive the love and the light that we are. Because up here at this level, we all are. Even the most tortured, horrible person on earth has an eternal soul self that is glowing with love and light. Mm -hmm. And there are those, these, I say like spirit guides, spiritual entities, angels, that are helping people open that cord. And I know in my 25 plus year journey of exploration, that's exactly what I see. And that is, of course, what I'm trying to do too, is help people access their own selves. It's like that, but yeah, it's a, it's, it's not something that <laughs> you have to practice. <laughs> Thank you for that visual. And I saw it so clearly. And the vision I had was almost that we're like scuba divers at the very bottom of the ocean in this darkness. And we think that's all there is, but imagine yes. if you were at the bottom of the sea and all of a sudden it lit up, you would see so much and that it's his whole own world. And when you say that you're helping people sort of open their their cord, to me, that's be, it allows the light to come through. Yes. So what if we could light up our life here on Earth? Exactly. In the darkness. Yes. It would be illuminated and wow, we'd have a whole different experience. We'd be working with the whole, we'd be so stoked to be here. <laughs> that's right. And the thing is, what, what we've done, as you just said, we seem to think that the mind is going to find all the answers, whereas that's what got us into trouble, that that thinking, driving, aggressive mind. And when, in fact, it's the heart and the soul and the light and the love that that have to be the answer. Yes. Just have to be, because these other problems that we have created, yeah. they're, they're getting harder and harder to solve with the mind, aren't they? They really are, but we keep trying. <laughs> we We're not giving up. That, that can shift. That can change. When and people, that, yeah, go ahead. I just I believe that things change when people start doing things differently. When people start doing things differently and people see that and they say, wow, that looks different. That looks interesting. That looks nice. I want to try it that way. Because my belief is that you can't force anyone to change. When we, when no, we that's right. you fight against the way that things are, we're just, we're still giving it all of our power and energy. But if you take our energy away from that, which is, 
that which is will eventually on its own begin to dissipate because we're putting our energy elsewhere into something that's more about bringing the light, about illuminating life in an accurate way, allowing the truth to shine so that we then we can see the truth and feel more free because we're not living in these misconceptions. Yes. And one of the things that's a great shame about our society is how we have denigrated the arts because the arts are all about bringing your your personal truth out. And yet those are the people we don't want to pay money for. <laughs> That's what, so most people, their artistic ventures have to be done. They have to go to work and do a so-called normal job and then do their other artistic things on the side because our society has decided that that there's no value. Is that it has no value. That's right. Our society says education has no value. Art has no value. It's very strange. <laughs> I wonder why they say that. Maybe because that taps allows us to tap into our creative abilities, and that's too dangerous to see what we have uh -huh. inherently. You can go out in the middle of a field with nothing but a pad of paper and a pen, and you can tap into your creativity, and that's all you need, right? Mm -hmm. But then we're... Are we going to get our supply, our our power? Our yeah, yeah. Profits? And you are, if you can learn to access your inner truth and understand yourself as someone who is walking a meaningful path, you just might not decide to do everything that somebody else tells you to do. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? Wouldn't that be something? You might even speak up in the home. Yeah. And ask for your own amount of space and quiet and yeah. and to go on your journeys, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Carrie, the things that you focus on and that you offer, I think are of such importance because the, the things that came up for me while you were speaking that I pointed out were people feeling alone and people not wanting to be here feeling that life is almost a punishment. Oh, Again, yeah. both such strong falsehoods, but we need people to shine a light for them to see, oh, wow, this is actually a cool place to be. We can really, <laughs> we have so much capability. We're, we're basically magicians. We create life, right? Yeah, life sure doesn't do just them. get dropped on us. We've created life the way it is now. And that's the I secret that isn't really encouraged is that we can recreate life at any time. Our whole experience. I am so glad you said that because it's an absolute segue to what I'm going to be doing in 2023. All right, let's hear it. Well, I, as a little background for this, three years ago, my husband died and we'd been married for 46 years. And I was so fortunate that I had been on my spiritual journey for so long and I had all these tools that I could dip into and use. And so one of the things, as I've mentioned, is a, a book that I've written that outlines these tools to help people. But what I've decided to do in 2023 is I am right now developing a program, which I expect to offer in May or June, where I will, the, what it's all about, the, the working title is Choose Life, How to Create a New Life When the Old One Ends. And it could be because, in my case, it ended because, because my husband died. 
And that is just its own thing to deal with. But we all have also life. We have to create a new life through divorce. We have to create a new life. When there's so many times we have to do that. And we go through a transition time, a somewhat painful transition time often, but so many ways we can, first off, make that transition more bearable by learning to quiet the mind, learning to go inside. And then once we we develop some of those talents to tap into the truth, we can discover that there's a beautiful path lying ahead of us that for us full of adventure and love and truth, and we can discover that. So I am going to be, I'm developing this program. I'm going to have a membership where I'll be taking people through live channeled meditations where we get in touch with spirit and teaching people how to develop a morning routine that helps them learn these things and learn how to access their own truth. And then I'll also have some courses I'm developing. And right now, what I have is my book. And what you can do, your listeners, if you would go to carryheart.com. So it's C-A-R-R-I-E-H-A-R-T, carryheart.com. You'll see right there on the home page that you can sign up on a list so that you learn when I'm, all these things are coming down. And you can also see my book. You can click on my book, go to Amazon, read more about it. And as a matter of fact, the things that we've been talking about, like holding your hand up, that's in my book. I have a at the back... In them, the first part of it is is basic concepts like the layers I talked about. And then the last part of the book is a toolkit of things like that. They're just really helpful, useful things that we can do. And then I'll be, as I say, later in 2023, teaching that in person and working with people to find ways to do that on their own. It'll be fun. Fantastic. Spreading the lights. I love it. That's right. People tap into their own inherent lights. Oh, yes. And it's there. It's, it's there. There's no question about it. And when we all begin to tap into it, we're going to light this world up and then it won't be so dark. <laughs> we're not going to be scuba diving around in this mucky place. <laughs> Down in the muck, wow. right? I've <laughs> been in the Garden of Eden this whole time. It's been paradise and we didn't know it. Isn't that the truth? Because... Our, our insides are going to change, not just the, I mean, outside, everything's going to look better too, but the world is already a gorgeous place, it right? Is. There's so much to discover and see that's it's exquisite. However, when you feel dark and alone and lost inside, it taints your experience. So you got to yeah. have that light to understand just that's the right. That's right. Yeah. And some people have such a strong voice of fear that that's all they can listen to and they don't understand they don't have to have that voice yes yes that is such a strong point that we don't have to exist this way we don't have to live like this no no we really don't it is possible no matter what your circumstances it is possible to find a world of peace inside and even in the darkest times, I have found that if you can just quiet your mind for a moment and go deep inside and turn your attention to your core, 
your center, that you'll find there's a light glowing in there. And some people see it as a light. Some people feel it as warmth, but it's there. It's right there in your torso. <laughs> it's right there. And you can come to that place and then you can let it start to expand and expand and expand. And one of the things that you want to become, you want to become a light. You want to become a light that shines. And you have it right there inside you. It's right there. And you can let it go expanding and expanding and expanding. And the, the thing to remember, too, is that we are just energy. We're just pure energy. And I read something once that was very useful that way, thinking about that we're just a bunch of spinning atoms. <laughs> and they're saying that the to picture how much just empty space we are is that if you looked at the nucleus of an atom as the pitcher's mound in a in a baseball stadium, and the electrons that circle around it are the farthest out seats in that stadium. And all the rest is just space. And believe it or not, that's what we are. We are. We're primarily space. Isn't that weird? <laughs> yes, but no, of course. We're energy. Yeah. We're energy. We, we are energy. Yeah. Yes. And so as an energetic being, we have the power to glow and to glow enough to glow and past our fear and glow past that voice. I promise you if, you, if 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 you practice, just practice reaching peace, it gets easier and easier and easier through just deep breathing and then that little trick with the hand and just going into peace. It gets easier and easier. And then once you begin to realize it's yours, it's yours to have at any time. It's totally accessible anytime. <laughs> You don't have to go to the pharmacy to get it. You don't have to go any to the grocery store. You don't have to go anywhere. It's there all along. And I, yeah. I want to offer the listeners that, because I, I imagine that some people hear this and they think, well, I'd love to feel that way. But the truth is everyone has, whether mm -hmm. it's after a really good workout or something, a long hike and that feeling when you're driving home and you feel this peace where you're like, that was so beautiful. And then you watch the sunset as you're driving home and you think, this is so nice. I feel calm. Yes. That is that feeling. I want people to know that. When you're sitting at the end of the day with your child or with your dog or your partner and you just feel like, this is exactly where I want to be. And I'm so grateful for these things. And you have that sense. Yes. That Thank you. That's, yeah. You're experiencing one little drop of an infinite amount. Yes. Of an and your nature is a really good way to, yeah, a lovely walk outside, all on your own, go for a walk outside. And if you even get a nice pace going, a rhythmic walking pace, it's a form of meditation. Okay. Meditation doesn't have to be something that's hard and not fun. Just go out, just walk by yourself and breathe in the, the beautiful beauty, beauty of nature. It's phenomenal. And I had a we can find these moments all the time. I had this job, which was a very high-stress job, but, but from between the parking lot and my office, 
the walk, if I walked just over slightly, I could walk along a sidewalk with these beautiful trees hanging over. And so what I would do is I would just make that my intentional calming down peaceful moment in my day was that walk from my car to the office and I'd walk very slowly. I'd look up at the sky and look up at the trees and I'd give myself that moment before I jumped into the cauldron that was my job. <laughs> yes. And thank you so and much. It makes for- all the difference. It makes does. all the difference. It does. And thank you for offering you can- that because I think, I think that some Go people ahead. believe that they they can't have this life of peace and and connection because they do have this very important and busy technical job that's in these big offices and all tech related. But the truth is that there's, it's accessible all the time. I mean, even just sitting there closing your eyes, but yeah, like get, connect with a tree, connect with like a patch of grass, (laughs) anything that reminds you of life itself. Actually trees, trees are wonderful givers of energy. And I, you just, and especially if you connect with a particular tree, that's what I found. And you just spend a little time under a particular tree and share the energy. If you think about a tree, they're giving off oxygen to you. That it's, they're beautiful. (laughs) Sometimes they're giving fruit. They're always giving beauty. And you have these opportunities like this. I had another job, which was also high stress, because I was in computers. So that goes with the territory. It's always high stress. Yeah. There was a coffee room where you could go, and there was a window and a beautiful tree outside the window. So what I would do is I would go and go into that coffee room, and I'd, I'd put my cup there and wait for my coffee to come. And then I would intentionally focus outside to that tree and give myself a moment, give myself a moment of peace and breathe and refreshment. And because I'm a tree fan, what can I say? <laughs> Who is that? They're pretty they've fantastic. Been, they've been so helpful to me. Trees have. <laughs> I think of them as my friends. And, and you could think of them as your spiritual gurus. <laughs> They have a lot to share with us, a lot of wisdom. And they don't have to say a thing. Just go stand by one and just watch, just look at it. Just That's see right. how it lives its life. It just and I like to actually, and then if you go up and you actually touch the bark of the tree, sometimes you just get this beautiful surge of energy. It's very interesting. It's remarkable because they're full of it and they're so, they give it freely. I know. They're beautiful, beautiful things. I Yeah, time with trees. Be a tree hugger. Just go for it. Just get in there. <laughs> That's yeah. right. And, and also talking about connecting and getting into that space, when you're in nature with a tree, there's something, there is an energy and it, and it can allow you to kind of reach that place because you're almost getting like some assistance, right? The tree is coming in for the assist. It's giving you that extra opening, that extra ability to, to connect. Yes. And the thing I love about what what you're saying, too, about all of this, is we don't have to make this hard. I I don't agree. From my own belief system, no, you don't have to sit a certain way and do this, and you don't have to. You can make this easy. We have it all within us. And you need to just find what your way is. For some people, a very strict routine works. 
For some people, it doesn't. And we're all individual. And some people going for a walk in the woods is the best way to get there. It's all legit. It really is. We just want to reach that peaceful place that then allows us to access all the wisdom and love that's there for us. Because it is. It is. So much help. That's what's so interesting is I find once you once you open up this connection and then it starts to expand and expand and expand, it's like opening a door and the wind takes it and blows it open. You just have to be willing to open it that crack and spend a little bit of time getting in that first place. And then what you find is that the wisdom that you'll receive, and maybe it's Maybe it's your own wisdom that's always there from that higher self, right? I, I kind of that's where I'm going these days is that there are all those helpers who are helping you access your own truth and your own wisdom. And it's really the ultimate thing you're talking to is yourself at the highest eternal self who knows everything, who knows why you're here in this lifetime, what direction you're going, what will you find that's fulfilling. And what is really, really cool when you do this is you get practical advice. So things like, oh my God, I have a horrible meeting coming up. I don't know what to do. I'm in trouble here. <laughs> and so you spend your time You've trained yourself to be able to do this even under stress. That takes a little while. First, you do it at home, stress-free. But after a while, you get to, even in stressful circumstances, you can access your own wisdom. And then you just say, how shall I approach this? How shall I approach this? And something comes to you. It could come to you in words. It could come to you in a knowing. It could come, some people... One woman that I worked with, we get pictures. Should we get like little inner visions? That was her answer. But an answer will come to you. And, or it's a thought that, that you just recognize as truth, right? And, but it's really practical. It's really practical. And, it'll, and when you follow it, when you have the courage to follow it, because sometimes it does take courage, is it might be, yes, you have to speak up. Yes. You have to you have to ask for the right thing for yourself. It can be things like that. So you get the courage and you follow it. Oh, it's better than anything you could have ever thought of yourself. Yeah. Yep. Because it, and it is, it's, it's that your higher self, your higher wisdom. It's you. And I believe it, so. I believe so. And I think it makes you realize I actually know quite a bit. I'm pretty <laughs> I'm pretty amazing. And that is what I wish for people to come to see and know and feel is that there is nothing that I can't connect with, that I can't come to remember, understand, and be able to be. Yes. Yes. That's, that's, that's it. <laughs> that's it. There is right there in a nutshell. That's it. That's the whole thing. Oh, I guess we're done. <laughs> well, we are. We're actually here towards the end of our conversation. So, okay. High five. We wrapped it all up. In. Well, this has been such a beautiful, helpful, enlightening conversation. Thank you so much for the work that you do. Thank you for helping others to allow themselves to show their light to connect with their light and to illuminate our world. 
Oh, it's my pleasure. That's what I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life, looks like. <laughs> Me too. High five again. Because <laughs> then once you tap into this and you see, you see what is so, you realize, all right, this is, this is what this time is for, is to, bring, to be the bringers of the light. That's right. You know, That's right. And, and everybody them. has so much beauty and light inside. They do. Everyone, they no do. matter what. All of That's us. right. It's amazing. <laughs> All right, Thank Carrie. You. Well, this has been such a beautiful conversation. Thank you so much. Thank you. It was Thank a real pleasure. That wraps up our beautiful conversation with our wonderful guest. Thank you so much for listening to the Women Waken podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please do share it with others and come back for more. If anything you heard resonates, leave a review or send me an email at Whitney at womenwaken.com and check out the website, womenwaken.com. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Don't forget to let your light shine and to keep an eye out for your special gifts and magic.